Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Tom Robinson. You know, it's always great when we hear from listeners with questions. Questions. Because Tom and I just sleep so much better when that happens. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. Well, first of all, we've got subject matter for this very hungry podcast, which Ooh. eats up topics like my granddaughter eats chocolate ice cream. Uh, and secondly, <laughs> because we know we're talking about something that interests the average listener to the podcast. So once again, thank you for being in touch and sharing your comments with us and your questions and your concerns. It is very much appreciated. It is indeed. So we got a few emails over the last few weeks that we thought we'd address today. Now, the first comes from Michael near Detroit, Michigan. Love Detroit, by the way. Uh, the suburbs of Detroit are awesome. Have you ever been yeah. there? No, I really? uh, not in a long time. No, oh, really nice. I had my only accident in a rental car in Michigan. <laughs> oh, good. A long time ago. Well, I hope it's right in front of the Ford plant. But uh, <laughs> wasn't too far away. Okay. So anyway, uh, Michael in Detroit, Michigan, uh, his question might be a little unusual. Uh, he writes, I quote, I had a bit of a different question that I hope you've had some experience with. I'm considering using an alias for my voice acting career, one that rolls off the tongue and is more memorable than my full name. So my question is, how do I handle something like this? Um, I'll obviously have to use my legal name for payment and other legal documents. At what point in the process do I bring that up if I'm using an alias? Do, do, you, do you think this is even a good idea to yeah. change my name? Well, so it's a good question, Mike, and you have come to the right guys. <laughs> we have worked in radio where Ooh. air names are plentiful, usually to stay one step ahead of the lawyers. Um, now, of course, Tom was born with a radio name, okay? I mean, come on, Tom Robinson, it just rolls off the tongue. It's easy to remember. I will sometimes email him and say, cuckoo, cuckoo, Mrs. Mr. Robinson. <sighs> like I've never you heard know, that like before. you've never heard that before. So, I mean, it, it's just so his name, I mean, he was born to, to have a radio name. Whereas Warren Garling becomes Lauren Darling and some other variation very quickly when you hear it on the radio. So I became Chris Warren at a very young age, professionally, back in college, actually. You do look like a Chris, by the way. Well, thank you. I've had a lot of people call me that over the years, and I, I don't take umbrage. That's, that's how they know me. So this does present as you suggest, Mike, some challenges on occasion. Right. You do want the check written out to your legal name so you can That's cash true. the check. That's right? important. That makes I agree. Sense. Okay. And the best time to approach that dilemma is when you're actually billing the, con the client. Um, they don't have to know before that unless you're signing some sort of contract in advance. Uh, just include a note at the bottom of your invoice about who to write the check out to. That makes a difference. Uh, that should do the trick yeah, as well. I, I do that on, on my invoices and, and I give them my PayPal address and all that stuff so yeah. that they can you know pay me that way. So that sort of information on your uh, invoice is not going to be a problem. And truthfully, beyond that, there's really no big deal in using a different professional name. It's done all the time and you don't have to do anything legally or register the name anywhere. Um, as for your last question, Mike, is it a good idea? I don't see a problem here either. Part of the success in marketing yourself is being memorable in as many ways as you possibly can be, whether it be with your, the way your brand looks or 
the way your name is pronounced and remembered. So go for it and enjoy your new professional identity. And of course, this makes it much easier when you're in witness protection. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are. So we also heard recently from Susan in Philadelphia, who recently attended a local Chamber of Commerce mixer. I love this. She writes, this was the first time I'd tried this type of networking, and I had fun and handed out lots and lots of cards, but never heard back from anyone I gave a card to. What did I do wrong? Well, well, Susan, probably absolutely nothing. In fact, you did the right thing, but you may be looking at this business card exchange thing from the wrong angle, okay? Uh, instead of keeping track of how many cards you hand out, why don't you concentrate on the cards you collect? There's a good idea. Ooh. All you're doing is playing a numbers game, assuming that the more cards you distribute, the better your chances that you'll get some business. Yeah. Instead, why not be selective in who you exchange cards with, which makes each connection obviously more valuable. Right. If you're having a, a nice conversation with someone who runs a pet sitting service but has absolutely no need for your voice acting talents, save your card for the business owner who might be in a better position to not only use your talent but recommend you to another prospect. Yeah, this is all about networking, of course, and it doesn't mean the person you're directly speaking to at the moment can do the thing for you. Mm -hmm. Now, in other words, you're looking to connect and re be remembered by someone uh, where there's a clear benefit to, to, a, to start a networking relationship. Relationship, this is a huge word in our business. It's actually more important to collect a card rather than hand one out. What, what is the saying? Better to give than receive? In this <laughs> case, it's the other, the other way around. Way around exactly, Better to receive yeah. than give. Now, this puts the ball in your court and allows you to reconnect with your prospect on your terms in your time frame. Right. And remember that this initial contact is like a first date. Yeah, you want to learn enough about this person to see if Maybe you want to get together again. That's true. Finally, we had a question from Mark in Poughkeepsie, not too far from us here, who was wondering if he had to wait until he actually had his demo finished to start marketing himself. Now, we've had this question a few times over the years, and yep. it's a very easy one to answer. It goes back to the passion we talked about on last week's podcast. You can tell Mark is passionate about this new challenge he's facing, and he wants to get a, a good head start. you got to love that. You do, and, and, and the answer is no. <laughs> we can cite several cases over the years here at Voice Coaches where students in the middle of their training have gotten leads for work and don't want them to slip away. So there's no reason why you can't be talking yourself up and digging the foundation for your new career. Hey, uh, remember Dave from North Carolina, Dave uh, and his wife, uh, Dave was a construction worker mm -hmm. and he had been you know, in construction his entire life. And when he was here in town to record his demos, uh, he asked our owner, you know, what, what exactly should I do to, to, to get myself out there? Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, at the time, our owner said, well, listen, yeah, uh, you know, shake the tree close to home, tell everyone you know. And Dave answered by saying, yeah, I don't think so because I'm a construction worker. Who am I going to, who do I know? Mm, and, interesting. and our owner was very insistent and said, listen, go back to North Carolina, just tell everybody, yeah. your, your friends, your family, your pets, tell True. them all, right? Yeah. And uh, here's the thing, he did that and he was having a conversation with a friend of his at lunch and it turns out his friend has a, a brother who married a woman who owns an ad agency. Wow. There you go. And he got work knew. before he had his demos. There you go. And and he never knew. Yeah. Unless, and if he hadn't opened up his mouth and, and followed our uh, suggestion, 
Exactly right. right. This is this is what you got to do. There's no question. So there's nothing wrong with telling someone you're interested in doing some work for that you can either A, send them your demo tracks when they're ready in a few weeks or audition for them right now. Right. There's a good chance that just the sound of your voice has already helped you clear that first hurdle. They like your voice. They like you. And they'll understand if you explain to them that you, you know, may have a, a demo for them in a couple of weeks, but you don't have it at that very moment. Right. There are many voiceover gigs that are not on a fast turnaround. This means the prospect may not even have the copy ready yet. Mm-hmm. It's just started the process of looking for the right voice. If you're in the right place... It may just be the right time, even if it seems like it isn't. And if we've told the story here too many times about the student we had that sent out notes after her with her Christmas cards yeah. about her training and how she would soon have a voice acting demo and wondered if her friends and relatives would start spreading the word. Now, there, again, this is, you know, you got to shake the tree, man. Yeah. Before she completed her training with us, she had three prospects all lined up. Yeah. And because of a simple little note included in her cards, that's all it really took. So it's never too soon to start marketing yourself and getting ahead of the curve. So thanks, Mike, Susan, Mark, for your questions. They are always welcome. If you've got a question about voice acting or anything else you believe Tom and I might have some expertise in, don't hesitate. <laughs> to send it along to the uh, email address we'll give you here in just a, a couple of moments. Uh, foosball questions, right? You foosball. can answer those? Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll, we'll send you to Tom's other <laughs> podcast for that. And if your questions are about how whether or not voice acting might be the business for you, we've got a ready-made answer for you. Yes, we do. Look, look into signing up for one of our Getting Paid to Talk adult education classes that we offer through universities, colleges, schools, recreation programs, and they're all across the North America. Uh, This single evening class is a whole lot of fun. It's educational and not embarrassing in the least. (laughs) And we think the best place to get a real introduction to the business of voice acting, if you'd like. Yep. We're already a month into our winter spring semester with classes coming up the week of February 6th in Boxborough, Tewksbury, and Winchester, Massachusetts, and Poughkeepsie, of all places, Albany and Hudson, New York. And you're in luck if you're in Houston or Dallas, Texas that week as well. Uh, And Waterboro and Gray, Maine, too. Now, if we didn't mention your town yet this year, there's a good chance. We'll be nearby very, very soon. So just call us to find out more about it. The number is 866-887-2834. Or you may email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. That's the address to use for those questions, comments, and topic suggestions you've been considering sending us. Believe me, there is no such thing as a dumb question. And if you send us one, we'll probably just give you a dumb answer. So no harm, no foul. (laughs) Guaranteed. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for making Voice Coaches your friend on Facebook. Uh, And remember, if you listen to us through iTunes, you can make comments and rate this podcast there as well. Please thumbs up and uh, join us again next week. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. They don't have to know that before. Uh, okay, we got to start again. Yeah, why, why don't you do that? Yeah, why don't you start right from, from right from the very top, right, if you will? Yeah, right. You are Warren. You really do want to check. Okay, <laughs> Monday, Monday. All right. So, right you are, Warren. You really do want the check written out to your legal name so you can cash the check. That's always a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, I think there'd be questions otherwise. Now, the best time to approach that dilemma is when you're actually billing the client. They don't have to know before that... They don't have to know before that unless you're signing some sort of contract in advance... Yeah. Okay, got to go back and check that again. Yeah, it is that. They don't have to know before that unless... Gotcha. They don't have to know that 
<laughs> yes, uh, easy for you to say. And truthfully, uh, tr- yeah. And truthfully, <laughs> sorry. And truthfully, yeah. I knew when I wrote that word out, I was going to have a problem with it. <laughs> Finally, we had a question from uh, Mark in Poughkeepsie, not too far from us here, uh, who was wondering if he had to wait until he actually had his demo finished to start marketing himself. Mm. And, uh, did I say okay. himself correctly there? I don't think I did. So his let's self? Start, let himself. His self. <laughs> Let's start it again. <laughs> so thank you, Mike, Susan, Mark, for your questions. There are always, uh, yeah, if I read this, uh, and, and, well, I did read it. <laughs> uh, did. I just spelled, I spelled it wrong. I said, they are always welcome, and I've written, there are always. You know, sometimes I'm too, uh, you know. <laughs> Monday, I'm, I'm, Monday, I'm good as a voice actor, just terrible as a typist. Uh, okay, so let's try that again. If you've got a question about voice acting, and, uh, yeah, okay, I, I left out a word there, too. Boy, you could tell it was Monday afternoon when I did this, all right? <laughs> That's the address to use, of course, for questions, comments, and topics. <laughs> <laughs>